So I was telling everyone about our interview the other day and that I just wanted to, you know, get here and, and talk to see if we could answer this uh, age-old question of do you need to be in LA to like work in film and stuff like that. So for me, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious to know uh, in your case, how has it been making films and like trying to do the whole filmmaker thing being in Toronto? What has been your experience so far? It's been great so far. Uh, initially, uh, I ran through a little bit of a rough patch because I didn't go to film school. So I started bare bones. Um, I went to university for marketing and it's not my true passion, but it was just something at the time uh, of my path. <laughs> and, but film, like we discussed in the podcast, is something that I always you know, had in my heart. So what I'm trying to get at is Initially, I thought I needed to be in a place like Los Angeles to pursue my career because I was not finding the opportunities at all. Um, I didn't have the connections I have now or the contacts, um, and I didn't surround myself with the people that could help make me realize my dreams. So I guess I, I bought into that aspect, but then over the course of time, I realized that it relied more on a hustle, and I was still in a city that couldn't be ignored. Uh, I was in Toronto. And Toronto is, like I was telling you, increasing its um, you know, popularity. It's, it, it, there's a lot of uh, film sets, uh, movies being shot in Toronto, and the community is just growing of creatives. So I surrounded myself as best as I could with going to networking events, rain dance events, uh, rain dance Toronto, I should mention. Uh, that was a film school that I attended, on, uh, doing night schools, acting classes. And through the course of those events, I would, the 48 hour film festival, by the way, I also did. Through those course of events, I would meet people that were like-minded individuals and they helped elevate my game. And we were able to create a lot of creative content, a lot of uh, films. So in the last year or so, I would say things were picking up um, and I'm excited for what's to come in the future. But yeah, the, it was a bit of a rut, especially in my early 20s. I was really buying into that whole thing. of, And I'm sure LA, Los Angeles, like you said, it's still, I would still consider it the creative hub. Um, I believe you can't deny that. But it's refreshing to know that you could still develop your craft, um, at least in the beginning stages in the city you live in, especially with the use of social media. Yeah, 100%. Uh, if, if you don't put in the, the hustle and, and trying to connect with people and try to create your own project, you're always going to uh, be left behind because there's other people who are putting in the work and moving forward. Uh, okay. I, think, I think eventually it comes down to a lot of more personal uh, choices uh, with your life and you know things that you want to be doing long term and the lifestyle that you want to be living uh, but if you are not doing that work of connecting with people in Toronto and creating that network for you there you're not gonna be doing that here like if you come here to LA it's probably gonna be even harder at the beginning because you need to figure out how to make money because like it's expensive here yes, and of course. Uh, even though I recommend people uh, even though I'd recommend people still try to figure out a way to move to LA, I think it depends more on you as a person, what, it, what is it that you want for you long-term in your life? Because there's a lot of filmmakers that can come here and if this city is not for them, if it don't, doesn't run with their values and like their lifestyle that they want to live, they're not gonna be happy. And the same, goes the other way. Uh, I have lived in other cities in, in America, and when I came here, it was like, 
okay, wait a minute, like, this is the place that I want to be. Like, even if I wasn't making movies, like if I was working in, in marketing or advertising or doing business, I would probably want to live here because I, I don't know, I, I really like it, so. So a great point that you mentioned is you have to look at long-term and see, you know, what you're comfortable with. I think a lot of the times when I was buying into that whole notion of being in LA to make movies is buying into the marketing, the, the grand picture of it. And the reality is, is uh, I didn't have anything to show for. Um, <clears throat> now I'm developing my craft. Now I actually am slowly building a portfolio, but to just move to LA just like that and, you know, start from the ground up, it's possible. I'm not saying it hasn't been done. A lot of our heroes in, in the industry have done it. It's been proven. But for myself, I still need to see if, as much as I love movies, I still need to see where, I, where I'm at, where I'm going with regards to directing and cinematography and writing. Am I still going to enjoy this in five years? And if I am, I hope that in five years I'll be in a much better position. I'll make that move or I'll make that jump. Or you never know. I'm a big believer, and I'm starting to realize this more and more, maybe because in light of the pandemic, is that everyone's on a different path. Everyone's on a different journey. And your journey is very different than mine. You know, I can easily compare with you and say, oh, how did he end up in Los Angeles? But the reality is, is that we're on two different paths. And I, I think that a lot of people should not compare because everyone has their own journey and you will find your way. You will find your audience and you will find happiness if, you, if you're consistent and if you put in the work. And that's something that I admire about you on the podcast as you were telling me, you didn't know when you were in Cuba, like where this filmmaking was gonna take you if you had a shot. But what it is, is that when you put in the work, when you put in the hustle and you know, you you take control of your life almost. It, it, you find a way eventually, right? It might not happen tomorrow, but it comes it comes together. And that's actually sorry. What I wanted to mention on my, one of my blogs is I'm talking about the newest book book review about everything is us, and it's basically on the concept of you know stop relying on hope. Uh, this notion of you know praying that things will happen. Things will happen if you contribute. If you put things into into perspective. If you are constantly uh, creating right you can't just sit around and wait for it you have to chip away at it and go for it so I, I, I really really do believe and buy into that notion yeah 100% uh, so let me ask you something in in your experience in Toronto for someone who's thinking into who's thinking about working in, in film what has been your strategy so far and what has worked and what hasn't worked uh, are you trying to work your way in into like the TV and, and film production that happens there, like working on a crew, you know, being like a, a, a production assistant or working in camera or, or doing different things like that? Or are you staying as a freelance filmmaker and like putting together your own projects, doing some uh, like corporate work here and there to pay the bills and then trying to put together your own films and I know you have a new short film that just that is doing the festival run right now how, how has that worked for you regarding strategy um, basically that was my strategy when I first wanted to enter the film industry I uh, shadowed a director um, he brought me around I remember the, over the course of the year and I actually shadowed um, a short film with Tory Lanez uh, the rapper was the star of it and um, that was like my first kind of interaction with, um, you know, just how a set was run, uh, my place as a production assistant, and I got my experience there. And then what it is, what I realized is, I wanted, as much as I wanted to shadow on set and, you know, be involved, because I would apply for 
um, like my background acting. I also signed up for a modeling agency uh, to kind of get myself, and I still am currently with a with an agency right now. I have a contract. Um, given with the pandemic, <laughs> nothing seems to happen, but. Um, I was trying to use that as, as, as a way in to, as a creative outlet really, to, to get into productions and see how things are run, but also for myself to get that exposure. Um, but the reason why I'm doing freelance uh, videography and why I'm tackling more creative uh, personal projects like short films and eventually feature films is because I realized that's what I really want to do. And if I just put in, if I go all in, uh, as I tell my buddies, if I just go for it, um, I want to, it's the only way I'm going to learn is mm -hmm. to get your hands dirty, right? And I'm sure you could say the same thing is you could just talk about being a director all you want and working as a videographer, freelance or corporate. But if you don't go for it and really see how it's like dealing with the actors, dealing with the lighting, the lighting, the sound, you'll never understand uh, that experience. You'll never understand that craft. But in regards to the reason why I started 94 Productions, it's my a production company that I started last year is because exactly what you said, that's, um, I wanted to contribute that talent. I was getting a lot of uh, notice in my community um, in Toronto about my videography. My, they said I have a very good eye and my choice of music and my editing. So a lot of clients, obviously because of the pandemic, stopped a lot of things, but there was a lot of clients looming where they need a promo video uh, for maybe a tattoo shop or uh, a real estate video uh, to do a walkthrough. And it's a lot of fun because I'm able to contribute my creativity. I'm able to help them, you know, increase their awareness for their brand. And I also give them my awareness with regards to my marketing background, my education. But I'm also able to, you know, use it as, as a way. My whole thing was uh, doing what you love and getting paid for, you know, because I worked, I worked in corporate, I worked uh, sales jobs, I worked all kinds of different consulting work and odd jobs, I should mention. And I was really, never really truly happy. So I gave it a shot and I said, you know, what if I use my talent uh, towards helping other people's brands and elevating it? And this is why I started 94 Production. So I guess what you could say my strategy is, is it's a mixture of a, uh, a bunch of things. It's um, primarily though to use, to use um, my talent, but also use these connections and these clients as a way to develop my craft and make it a mutual experience, you know, for, for myself and for them. And then use and then use that. Yeah, as I as I do more and more. I guess what I'm trying to get at is the best way to get better at directing um, and making films is to constantly be doing it. So if I can associate myself, whether it's corporate videos, whether it's freelance, whether it's uh, shadowing on set, I'll take whatever, you know, and right now it's 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 all it seems all over the place, but I like it. That's the uh, being busy is good, right? So yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, I think that uh, starting out that strategy is is definitely something that I did the the same. Uh, one thing that I would recommend is that it as this year keeps uh, evolving and we see what happens with the industry and all that. Try to figure out ways of how to get yourself inserted also into the film and TV production side of things separate from your production company where you do corporate work and when you're like making a, a basically like a content agency and you're creating those things because something that i realized I, I was growing my company as that too hoping that you know eventually i'm going to transition right like i'm going to make all these videos commercials and all this and then i'm going to transition into film and then what i realized is that 
the way things work in the film industry and the connections that you're going to to have are completely different. It's like two separate industries. They both have cameras and we both produce things that go on screens, but the way projects are made, the way people get hired, the hierarchy of different levels, different departments, all of that is so different and so foreign one to the other that I would just recommend uh, be mindful about that. And as you create your company that creates all this content and you're making money and you're making connections, also try to figure out how can you work on set on a, on an actual like film or TV series uh, because I have learned so much about that other side of things after I started actually working on those projects it's like I went to film school and I have my production company but dude it's like night and day when you work into in an actual production office the way things are done, the way the schedules work, all the different departments, it's insane the amount of people that that work in there. And all of those people stay working together because it's such a close-knit, because it's really specific. So that's something that I would recommend that I have learned in the last like three years. I made that transition and, and it has worked for me. That's uh, great advice. Thank you, Axel. And that's why I mentioned that modeling agency. Before I started any of this, um, I realized that I wanted to get again my, some sort of exposure, and I signed up and I and uh, for that agency right before literally the pandemic happened. When the pandemic happened, everything went, went on hold. But that is the intention: is when things get back to normal, it's an acting model thing. So they would use me as a way to like be on set, and I'm also like with background acting. I guess the connections I meet along the way too. Um, they also have other projects maybe and. and I, know, I think I might know a friend that might, is in the director's guild. So I'm just saying is, uh, yeah, that I, I take your advice uh, with full consideration. Um, that, that's something to definitely have. It's, it's a night and day, like you said. I can only imagine. <laughs> in the indie filmmaking compared to being on a you know, professional uh, set and just seeing how things are run. I remember you talking, telling me on the podcast that uh, you know, just seeing Helen Hunt uh, be you know, set up for her uh, scene and how the director was interacting like you learn a lot right and you use that for your project yeah so tell me about your, the short film that that you are promoting right now uh tell me a little bit about the story so the people who are listening and can know a little bit more about your work there's two uh one is called beautiful um that one uh i mentioned to you it got picked up at a small festival uh called one reeler and it's in los angeles and it was something i wanted to do for a long time and Originally, I did it with the brother of the star, who's my friend, and uh, it's a soccer video, basically, to express their passion for for the game. And originally, I did it just the first film was just visual. It was just them kicking around a ball. He was kicking around a ball, and the music kind of dictated the story. But with his brother, the one called Beautiful, that got picked up at the festival, I wanted to step it up a bit. And I always enjoyed voiceover, and I always enjoyed those Nike, Adidas kind of promotions, um, <laughs> where you know they're they're playing the sport, but they're they're talking about the, what it means to them and what drives them, what motivates them, and I kind of wanted to go for that same spirit. So with that film, uh, it was a lot of fun, and I'm happy that I did it because it was during the pandemic. It was you know we were shut down. I'm sure you know how it was like. I can only imagine California. Yeah. And you're still shut down. Yeah, you're still shut down. Wow. Yeah. We just got we just got lifted just a bit. I'm not I'm not keeping up with California that much, but I know it's it's been hit really hard. Um, but 
that now there's warnings that they're gonna lock it down again, so it's a mess. But in that brief time, I was able to shoot that film and I was happy to do so because it's important to stay creative. We, tell, we always tell each other that, right? It's, it, it helps with your mental health, it stimulates the mind and it just keeps you productive. Uh, and then I, my next film that I did in that window that we opened uh, was one that I was planning for a year uh, with two other people, Kosa Akaraway and Danny Mariathis. They are uh, the writers on that film. It's called Cracked, and that basically explores mental health, but more specifically, mental health of young men and how it's kind of ignored. Now, it's not that's not really the subject matter. That's just the theme uh, of the story. Uh, it's it's a man basically that uh, he just can't get can't get control of his mind, and he goes down a dark path because he's dealing with um, you know keeping his daughter in custody and you know, the, the, the relationship dynamic, the, the breakup with his uh, ex-girlfriend and mm-hmm. essentially contemplates suicide and reflects on his life, his past, um, and how far he's come. So they approached me with that. Um, and that was really the first film, I'll be honest, that I was able to, I call it a directorial debut for me because I was able to work with actors and a scripted material. Uh, before I was just doing you know, as you can see on my YouTube page, just films that just kind of showcasing my cinematography skills and, yeah. you know, my but style. This is like a whole, but this, I bet it was like a whole different game, right? A whole different experience. I was very involved, like very, I was wearing multiple hats. I even edited the thing. <laughs> so I can't really wait for you to watch it. Like, uh, it, it's right now circulating at festivals. We're, we're just waiting back. But it was a whole different game and I needed to do it. You're right. In the moment, like I spent like three days sleeping like two hours and barely having time to eat or anything and we wanted to kill each other and it was so hard but now you watch the video and you get a thing like you only remember you know that moment when we wrapped at the mountain and were exhausted but then we did it so yeah definitely something that's right mm-hmm. yeah like definitely just something that, that inspires yeah. me of course man. yeah so it's very interesting, man, and uh, you know, I, I think what to take from it is, you know, everyone's gonna have an opinion, or everyone's gonna have, especially with Instagram. I'm sure you went through your experiences, like showing showcasing their life and their journey. But I really do believe that if you just have good intentions, if you're you're authentic to your craft, uh, your audience will find you, and you'll find your your way, right? I always compare myself with yesterday. Um, you know, I. I uh, 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 flatter you or not, but I basically would always talk about you know communicating with people in LA, getting in touch with them, and look at social media. We were able to connect. We didn't even know each other before this conversation, mm-hmm. and just the power of that, right? Um, I honestly thought that, that there would be a time when I would go to LA and connect with people, but the fact that I would do it beforehand, it, it, it's it's you got to look at those things. You got to look at those small steps. You can't look at the big wins. Like why am I? Why am I not famous yet? It doesn't work like that. You have to. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. One break at a time. <laughs> yeah, and and the big successful people that I have met and been able to work with, when you actually sit down to talk with them about it, they have been doing things for like 15, 20 years. And the other famous people that they know, they were buddies in college when they were nobody, and they were like kicking around and doing little projects for fun, and now they're doing this. So. It's, it's that mix of being open, putting yourself out there, connecting with people, and also understanding that it's a long process. You're building a career. It's not something that is gonna happen like all of a sudden. So I'm, I'm really excited that we, we talked and I'm 
happy for you, for your film, and for everything that's going to happen. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, that's exactly what you should be doing, is focus on the things that you're focusing on and things are going to uh, keep happening for you if you keep putting good energy out there and keep making projects that matter to you. So thank you so much for joining on the interview, Daniel, and hopefully we get to meet in person someday. Either I go to Toronto or you come here to LA. Exactly. And like I mentioned, hopefully we can collaborate and uh, show the world you know, what we can contribute. All right. Sounds, sounds good, man. Well, thank you guys for watching and hopefully this was a good conversation. We'll keep coming with more of this. So take care.